When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Entail, our favourite podcast app, are helping to raise money for the Radio Academy, which has set up an emergency fund to help those in the radio and audio sector who are facing hardship because of the coronavirus. If you would like to donate to this worthy cause, please do so via the link that will appear now on Entail. Or you can find it in the show notes. For every £1 donated, Entail will match it. Thanks very much. And just so you know, this money doesn't come to us at all. Um, But we're very, very grateful for any contribution. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast is Entel Enhanced. Record. We are recording. How are you doing? You all right? Can I just say something? This is so weird. Uh Uh-huh. But every time we do the full recorded podcast, you start eating. Okay. I think it's probably nerves. But it, that, that's so funny. You start chewing a strawberry or a something. Yeah, maybe it's nerves. Mm. It, I really notice it. And it's not the live ones. Oh, they are the greatest. Oh, you, I mean, to... we've been, we've been pulled into... Um, I need to screen we've grab. Been, I'm, I'm doing a screen grab. I'll, t- I'll take a picture. Okay. We've been pulled um, up for people saying that we must be paid by KP Nuts. We talk about them that much. No, we just are KP Nuts, that's all. We are KP Nuts. Um, there is no... Do you know what I did last night? Can I okay. just tell you something? Yeah, yeah. I did last night. You're going to love this. Okay. And I so nearly took a picture of it to send to you. So Chester and I have done all the hobbitses. That's, um, that's a word that Gollum uses, hobbitses. Um, we've done all the hobbits, and now we are one hour from the ending of the final Lord of the Rings. And wow. Chester has loved it. Now, as you know, I'm moving house. and um, everything's in chaos. Um, no telly downstairs. So Chester and I were in my bed last night with my computer, my laptop, yeah. um, on Netflix. Uh-huh. And I'd got my cup of tea by my bedside and I had a tiny little bowl of KP nuts. <laughs> oh, did <laughs> That's you? That's my um, snack of choice in bed. It felt so decadent. See, I do this. I get a tiny bowl. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Before the credits have rolled at the beginning of the film, I need to go and refill the tiny bowl. Yes, I know. Well, this is what happened. Might as well just have a massive bowl. But with, with a tiny bowl, you do sort of eat one at a time because yeah. you are conscious. With a massive bowl, you're doing whopper handfuls you are, all you're, the time. You're absolutely right. The, the other thing about these, these ones that I like, which are the salt and vinegar KP nuts, is they're so twangy that you can't take, you can only take like one or two at a time. You just yes. go into a deep sweat. Like I'm sweating already. Mm. So mm. I have to put them in one by one. And I suck all the salt and vinegar flavour off and then obviously eat the nut. And then spit it out. I don't put the nut back in the bowl, no. <laughs> These nuts are a bit plain. Well, they weren't at the beginning. <laughs> I just sucked all the flavour off them. Um, yeah, it's very funny. So, well, I'm happy about uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm happy you're enjoying that. Um, what happens at the end? Or do you not want to say in case it's a spoiler for people? Well, I, I, the thing is, and what I'm so pleased about, I'm not going to tell you, but what, what is so great about this movie, and I wang on about this a lot, is that it is a tale of friendship in the face of enormous adversity in the shape of this ring that um, overcomes an, uh, people with this dark evil. But it's the friendships that are really amazing. And these hobbits mm-hmm. that I know you're allergic to, but the hobbits, um, there's two pairs of them who are the heroes of the story. And there's Mary and Pippin and there's Sam and Frodo. And their friendships mm-hmm. are the thing that makes me cry. But Chester's really caught on to these bonds yeah. that they have. And there was a line that Samwise said, um, to Frodo last night and Chester reiterated it and sort of said, oh, I can't believe he said that. It was something like, um, 
please stay with me because uh, Frodo was dying. He said, please stay with me because where you're going, I can't follow you. Ah, okay. I was like, and Chester went and stopped and said that back to me again. Mm. And it's those lines. Um, And there's a lot of eye acting with these actors. So Viggo Mortensen in this film, I've never seen him as good as this. He plays Strider, Aragorn. Mm -hmm. And he is so good in this film and Orlando Bloom, best I've ever seen him. Yeah. And they do these meaningful looks and they're just, it melts me. Mm. Well, they're often described as archetypal stories, I think, which are undoubtedly religious stories initially, I would have thought, Mm. about sacrifice and uh, friendship and all of that all of that kind of stuff. And then what you give up and what you get in return for giving yes. up stuff. But um, how many rings are there? Orig- oh, originally. Yeah. There was a, there was a bunch of them, presumably, right? Like they're like infinity yes. stones. It's essentially the same as the Avengers um, movie that they have to yes. get all these various stones together to create them. But the Avengers doesn't have the hairy feet. Is that why you can watch it? I think I can handle the Avengers mainly because there's, um, there's, there's shoes involved. Uh, yeah. There's less hairy feet mm. and general mm. men in it. Mm. You know, I like a lady mm. uh, to appear from time to time. Mm. Oh, there's some good ladies in this. Yeah, all right. They've got those pointy ears and the, the ears are a oh, big, there's, uh, no, deal breaker. No, in Rohan, there's a gorgeous like princess lady in Rohan. She's princess. beautiful, yeah. Well, good. Um, good. I'm very glad uh, that you're really enjoying that because it is great when you can immerse yourself in a series uh, like that where you've got six massive films to go at. So. We're feeling really sad. The reason why we left the last hour is because uh-huh. we are feeling really sad that it's going to be over. Well, I probably told you this before, but I, I watched The Wire once and I sat oh. at the final episode of the final season of The Wire for maybe three months. I couldn't bring myself yeah, to watch it. Yeah, no. I didn't want to say goodbye to anybody, really. And I'd already mm. said goodbye to a few you know, I might do that with the kids. The Wire, let's revisit The Wire. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure it would stack up now. It's It's... It's a, it starts in a pre-digital age and I worry that um, it, it just I don't think my kids would like it because I just don't, there's lots of things missing from it that, that I think are just commonplace nowadays but it was brilliant The Wire I mean McNulty and um, Stringer, Stringer Bell, Bell, Avon Barksdale and Oh all that god, stuff. so good the Omar, Omar Bubble Oh I mean, my god, Bubble Yeah, I know and even oh, Cla- I know I want to watch it. Okay, I well, want to watch it. Even in season four, I think Clarence Clements. Um, season four is my favourite. Bruce Springsteen's saxophone player turns mm. up in there as a kind of drugs counsellor. I think it's just brilliant. The Wire it blew me away, and mm. I was bereft when it ended. Uh, there's a few mm. things that have done that to me. Breaking Bad, but The Wire Breaking was Bad just that to me as well. Yeah. yeah, and the poverty in Breaking Bad. I mean, it breaks your heart. Mm. Not in Breaking mm. Bad, sorry, in, in The Wire. In, yeah. Um, God, I mean, I literally don't know where to begin. I've got so many things to talk about. It's quite shocking. Um, I might even have to bring up... Um... I've only got two. Have you? Okay. Well, first so of all... that's a good thing. Let me start. Is recently, we talked about Spike Milligan. Um, and I can't remember why we talked about Spike Milligan, but we talked about his grave. <laughs> My iPad's not letting me get into it. Well, I was driving me mad then. Because um, all my notes are in here, so I just want to pull these up. So first of all, uh, we talked briefly about Spike Milligan, because we talked about his grave and how it says on his grave, um, I told you I was ill. And then s- my stepmom posted a picture of the grave, because it's not far from where she lives. It's not far from where you live as well. Yeah. It doesn't appear to say that. No, um, it does I, not. We've believe, been conned. Well, uh, I believe the Dean of Chichester, I don't know why the Dean of Chichester, because the grave isn't in Chichester. It's in Rye or somewhere down there. It's Rye. not in Rye. It's in, um, she told me this morning. Yeah. No, it was in the Rye Gazette, I think, this article that I read this morning. That's right. Yeah. It's not far away from there. But basically, the Dean of Chichester. Winchelsea. Winchelsea, that's right. Yeah. Is it Winchelsea or Winchelsea? Winchelsea. Winchelsea. Okay. Um, Winchelsea sounds posh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't let him put that on the gravestone. So there was a dispute about the gravestone because the family didn't want to put a gravestone on there until they could say what he wanted it to say. And so they agreed to put it on there in Gaelic in the end. So it is on there, but it's in Gaelic. Oh, is yes. it really? It's quite interesting, isn't it? Then there was another dispute about his third wife not being included 
on the gravestone. So the gravestone was taken down, I believe, and then changed again to add her. And then the gravestone was moved to be with his second wife, I think, next to her grave. And then it's been moved back to where it originally was. So it's quite, quite a journey it's been on. Imagine having your gravestone moved to be with somebody if that hadn't been your last dying wish. Yeah, I, I might have got those two back to front. You might have to do a bit of research on that if anybody's interested. But um, it's, a, it's an interesting story. But it, it sent me in a wormhole about... Um, Spike Milligan and I remember to my memory seeing him in a film just before he died there was one of the funny thing he said uh, about Harry Seacombe when Harry Seacombe died so I just want to pop that in there after the death of Harry Seacombe from cancer he said I'm glad he died before me because I didn't want him to sing at my funeral (laughs) really funny thing to say that he he, we all need to go and watch a bit of Spike Milligan oh before we go any further I would just like to say to our listeners, grab a pen and paper. Yeah, um, I should have been writing this down. Um, I haven't written down what we've talked about so far. Um, but to oh, recap, yeah, yeah, recap, right? right. Um, what KP have we notes. talked about so far? We've talked about KP, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, archetypal stories. See, I say archetypal. Yeah, I, I mean. Who do, what do I know? You know, I mean... Potato, potato. I was in, I was in remedial for English. I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything about Lord, Lord of the Rings and... Um, I say Spike. wrongs. Spike. <laughs> Sorry. Spike Lee, Spike Milligan. Spike, yeah, yeah. I used to get them two mixed up as well. Um, yes. So, um, so, yeah, so it sent me in a bit of a wormhole because I thought, oh, I remember Spike Milligan from that film. So then I did a bit of research on the film and then I thought, I'm going to talk about this because it's... Which film is it? It's a, it's a two... Let me tell, let me tell you. I've got, I've got to go back. I'm doing a lot with my fingers at the moment because me and Joel have started watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's, there's literally no better program on the earth than Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. But Larry David talks with his fingers all the time. And I've watched so much of it now, I've just started to embody Larry David in so many ways. Um, so you'll see a lot of finger action from me, um, pointing, gestating. So gestating. Just don't become as grouchy. I, you mean, know, just, I don't okay. mind the gesticulation, but just don't. Gestating is when you're making a baby, I think. <laughs> you're right. I told you I was bad at English. Um, just, a gesticulation. Gesticulating. I'm going to gesticulate a, a, quite a lot. And, and, uh, yeah, so that's what's happening with my hands, as you can see. I'm doing all of that. So um, when I was growing up, when I was a kid, like 13, 14 years old, I had a ritual when I came home from school. Um, I would get two packets of crisps from the box. My mum bought crisps in boxes, so she'd buy 60 bags in a box at a time. I know, me and Steve, my brother, we went through crisps like you wouldn't believe. So they were generally Benson's crisps, and there'd be a range of flavours, but we'd get... A, you remember Benson's? No, because I think this is a northern thing. Could well be right. Seabrooks was a northern thing. I'd never time, heard of Benson's okay. until maybe a few years ago. We're going to dig out. Um, we're going to dig. Maybe gonna, somebody could help me with that. Yeah, my brother was obsessed with a with a particular crisp brand called Burton's Puffs, and uh, I've recently found a Facebook group for the memory of Burton's Puffs. Oh, yeah. stop it! And they were just fantastic crisps. You can't get them anymore. I don't know what happened to them. Anyway. If anybody does know where I can get a Burton's, a bag of Burton's puffs, it would be my brother's. I Christmas thought Burton's brother. is back. Well, let's bloody hope so because there's a I lot think of, it is out there for Burton's puffs. Um, anyway, I'd do a Benson's crisps. Me and me and my brother, I'd come in, I'd get two bags of Benson's crisps and a glass of milk, and I'd sit down and I'd put in the VHS player and press play on the greatest movie of all time until my mum came home, and that movie yeah. was First Blood. I want you to book this gentleman for vagrancy, resisting arrest carrying a concealed weapon. They knew he was innocent. Starting to dislike you a lot. And they didn't give a damn. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just save him. Crack. Don't move. I don't want you to cut your own throat. John Rambo. One man who's been pushed too far. Now, I love that film more than anything. Now, what happened to that film, obviously, afterwards, is that it turned into the Rambo 
franchise. And everybody kind of disregards Sylvester Stallone as a total meathead. And that film's like yes. just part of the Rambo lot. And it wasn't. It's, a fil- it's an independent film that stands on its own yes. based on a true story. What happened after that was diabolical, I think, what happened to, to those movies. They were all pretty rubbish after that. But the original film of First Blood is one of the greatest films that you will ever see. It- and it is something that young boys should see. Well, one of the reasons I'm saying this is I know there's lots of uh, women our age, I guess, mm. that listen to this podcast who will have teenage mm. boys or young boys, mm. 11, 12, 13. Mm. Well, like this me. Is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. This is a great film. It's not super violent. It's nothing like what happened afterwards, the first film. Mm. first film is a deep, dark, psychological thriller about a guy who's returned from Vietnam and is basically trying to find his way in the world. And... The, the, the country slightly turned on these soldiers when they came back from Vietnam because of all the horror stories that went on out there. Um, but he gets stopped by a policeman in a small town called Hope, which is actually in Canada, um, which is where they filmed it. But they're, they're suggesting that it's in North America somewhere. He gets to Hope. The police officer stops him, says, look, I can see where you're from and what, who you are. You're not welcome here. So I'm going to drive you straight out of town. So he drives him straight out of town over a bridge. And he's quite abusive to him and horrible to him. And then, you know, John Rambo tries to walk back into town because he wants something to eat. And then the police officer then arrests him and then they take him downstairs and then they, they beat him up quite badly. And then he totally flips out and escapes the, from the police and starts to run into the woods. And then this manhunt ensues. So there's some fighting in it and stuff like that. Just to be clear, only one person dies in the entire film and it's an accident. He doesn't kill anybody. Um, and um, so the, the film's not a correct, kind of a bloodthirsty action movie in the same sense. It's, it's a really deep, dark film, but it's, it's, it's one of my favorite kind of archetypal stories, which is the underdog being oppressed, manages to mm. rise up somehow and fight his way through. I'm not going to tell you the end because you, mm. you watch it, but the film is a little bit about Vietnam, but it's also a little bit about uh, post-traumatic stress because obviously he's suffering yes. with PTSD. A lot of people mm. don't know this, but PTSD was a lot, the, the term came from the Vietnam War. In the Second World War, I think it was called Battle Fatigue. And in the First World War, they called it um, Shell Shock. Shell Shock, yeah. But PTSD was born out of that. So he's, he's obviously suffering with that. And then there's all, a whole bunch of stuff that goes on. But it's a brilliant film for kids to watch. I watched it probably when I was about 11 or 12. And it transformed my world into something else. I, I took so much from it as a kid. And I mm. buried myself in it as well in many ways. How many times do you think you saw it? A thousand times, I reckon. Oh, I could, really? I could write the script for the film without ever needing Could you? You could give me a pen and piece of paper in a couple of days. I could write you verbatim every single word of the film. There's not a lot wow. of script in it, to be honest. It was written 26 times before Sylvester Stallone finally finished writing it. It was written 26 times by different people. Stallone got hold of it. He finished writing it in the way he wanted to. And then he was part of the production team that made it. Kirk Douglas was due to be in it and dropped out on the first day of filming, decided he didn't like it. They had to find somebody else at the very last minute to play Colonel Troutman. Sylvester Sloan broke his ribs, falling through a tree on it. You'll see this <gasps> amazing scene where he jumps off a cliff into a tree. I mean, the action in it is fantastic. The stuntman driving the police car broke his back doing the, uh, the jump over a bridge in this police car that slammed down. When he eventually got out, he couldn't walk. He'd broken his two of his vertebrae and his spine. The stunts in it are just brilliant. It's a breathtaking film, and it's it's a really good. If you want to sit down and watch something with your son, watch that. But that's not what I'm reviewing, by the way. Yes. Okay. Because because it had such a weird impact on me on, on that that film, and you know, I had a replica knife, and I wanted to kind of reenact, I guess, what Rambo had done. You know, which was kind of overthrow the people who were attacking him or bullying him or oppressing him or whatever. One other thing to point out about the film, by the way, if you do watch it, is the policeman in it, you'll notice, uh, really doesn't like him. And he references the badge on Rambo's jacket. It's a tiny little subtle thing. But Rambo fought in Vietnam and the police officer, if you look very closely behind him in his office, fought in the Korean War. And a lot of the soldiers who fought in the Korean War hated the Vietnamese vets because the vets were kind of considered this later on in life as, as fought this amazing hardened battle. And all the people who came back from Korea, nobody knows anything about the Korean War. Nobody knows what happened. So there's a certain amount of animosity about, about them. Yeah. That's, the, that's the problem the police officer has with him. He's a, he's a Korean War vet, not a Vietnam vet. 
and there was some. But they don't verbally say that. You just figured that out. The original film was shot, and it was oh a three-hour cut, and all of this was in it. And Rambo said, "Oh my God, you got it." Well, Stallone said, "I, I want to buy the film back and cut." You recut it entirely. Anyway, they recut an hour and a half out of it, and the film stands as it was. Stallone says it's the greatest film he ever made, and he wouldn't change a single scene in it. And I wow. totally agree with that. So it rates seven point seven on IMDb, and it's an hour and thirty three. It's the wow. perfect, perfect movie. It was made in nineteen eighty two. Um. So yeah. So I, I I watched that as a kid. Now, but what's this got to do with Spike Milligan? Get in there, I'm getting there. <laughs> in uh, thinking about 2007, a film came out called The Son of Rambo. Oh, yes, I've had because you know what? You told me a long time ago get Chester yeah. to watch First Blood and then get Chester to watch Son of Rambo. Okay, so The Son of Rambo is just you can stop the podcast now and go and watch the trailer for The Son of Rambo. If you liked Peanut Butter Falcon, if you liked yes. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes, if me. That's jo- me. Jojo Rabbit. You know, if you like. Yeah, this is all me. Right. Okay. This is a no-brainer. It's one of those films that captures not just kids but adults and everybody in between. And there's a French foreign exchange student in there as well. So there's something even in there for the Frenchies. It is superb. <laughs> so I'll just give you the premise. It's a yes. young boy who's at school, completely lonely. His family are part of a brethren religious sect. He's never been allowed to listen to music and never, ever Mm. watch TV in his life. Mm. Um, His mum's played by Jessica Haynes. You know, from W1A, and she's in the Royal Family. Oh, yes, yes. So she's in it. um, And um, Poulter, Will Poulter. Will Poulter, Um, I love him. Him as a young boy, basically. Him as like a young teenager. Oh, wow. So he's in it. He plays a chap called Lee Carter. He's like the school bully. His family are quite rich. They own a care home where, guess who's in the care home? Spike Milligan. I'm going to get to that in a minute. So so anyway, um, this little boy who's in it is, is just desperate for a friend, really. And Lee Carter invites him around to his house one day. So he goes around to Lee Carter's house. And I, I call him Lee Carter all the time because that's what the little boy calls him all the time. He doesn't call him mm. Lee, he calls him by his full name. And it turns out Lee Carter's got an obsession with movie making and he's got a video camera. This is set in 1985, by the way. So he's got this video camera and he, he's trying to make movies and that. So he uses the little boy in all sorts of funny ways to make movies by getting him to explode out of a, a cannon or, you know, jump him off a seesaw or whatever. It's just to film loads of funny things with him. Anyway, he has to hide this little boy and he has to hide in, in Lee Carter's garage uh, because this Lee Carter's mum and dad's come home. So he hides in the thing. And just before he's hiding, Lee Carter's got two VHS players. And this is another thing that's very nostalgic for me is that I used to pirate videos and sell them at school when I was a kid. So me and my mate had a video player each. We had all the wires and we'd go and rent videos, rented The Golden Child. I don't even remember that with Eddie Murphy, American Flyers with Kevin Costner and we pirated these things like 10 copies of them anyway Lee Carter's pirating a video and he presses play and record on the videos and he leaves Lee Carter's hiding in the garage and he looks out and sees the TV screen and what's being pirated first blood oh wow very first experience of ever seeing TV ever is watching the film first blood non-stop and he his brain explodes which is literally what happened to me and his life is changed forever through the eyes of John Rambo. Anyway, so they go and make their own version of First Blood. That's what's funny about it. These kids make their own movie, which is something I dreamt about as a kid. I wanted to remake the movie myself. You need to have watched First Blood to know. I think so. To get the yeah. heart of the film, you have to watch First Blood. So what I would say is watch. It's only an hour and a half. It's, great. it's a great film. I'd say for any boy, you know, or girl, of course, but it's mainly a boy's film, I would say. If they're over 11 or 12, they'll totally get it. And God, it's full of suspense and absolute. And you learn a lot from it as well. And then watch The Son of Rambo. It is just knockout. But there's an old man in the care home, which I always thought was Spike Milliken. And after doing research today, it turns out that it is Eric Sykes, who I thought was Spike oh. Milliken. Yes, I know, I know. I, I, I just, when someone mentioned Spike Milliken, it sent me in this amazing kind of journey into Rambo and The Son of Rambo and First Blood yeah. and the rest of it. And, and then, you always thought it was him. I always thought it was Spike Milligan. <gasps> and then I've gone on, on IMDb today and said, I can't wait to talk about Spike Milligan. And he's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not even him. It's Eric bloody Sykes. So um, wow. it's Eric Sykes. 
and they dress him up as Rambo. And uh, he's actually got dementia in real life when they film this. Um, so, um, but he's just embracing the whole thing. I mean, it must have been amazing what was going through his mind Aww. when they dressed him as Rambo. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was Eric Sykes and nothing to do with Spike Milligan. That is really funny. So you've actually had to go back and look at it again and realise that it wasn't at all who you thought it was. No, it wasn't. So you've sent me on a wild goose chase. Sent me on a wild goose chase. It has absolutely nothing to do with Spike Milligan. But First Blood and Son of Rambo is good. I, I just couldn't I mean, that's it. not it's, a wild goose chase. That's, that's a good a goose chase. chase. It's, it's great. If, you, if you're looking for something to do with your kids, you're stuck for something in the evening, watch one one night and watch The Son of Rambo the following night. It's just okay, if we've got brilliant. a television tomorrow, which we may well not have, but uh -huh. if we have got a television tomorrow, oh, I might watch it on the computer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure First Blood's probably um, on Netflix. I don't know where the son of Rambo is, but it's probably worth having a little look to see where it is. Um, but you won't be disappointed. And it, it's just so, it's so heartwarmingly brilliant, the son of Rambo. Um, I just couldn't recommend I it. I didn't realise it so was in that vein of Peanut Butter Falcon. Completely. The people. Okay. It's a joyous family film yeah. about a kid's imagination. Um, yeah. Because he starts to draw after he... After and I really him. like Will Poulter. He's such a nice guy as well. I've met him. We've met him. Yeah, He's yeah, we have, yeah. super lovely, isn't he? This is the first thing I saw him in. And I remember thinking, mm. wow, there's good things are going to happen for this guy. Mm. So please, please then he did... give it a watch. Did he do The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe? Will Poulter. Um, I don't know. Was he possibly in Hitchhiker's Guide or something like that? And he was in The Maze Runner? And he's in the Jennifer Aniston film, the comedy. Oh, my God. Where he gets bitten um, on the balls by a spider. Yes. What's it called? The, 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 it's a family oh name, God. isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, um, hold the line, call really, it. really, really funny. Um, we are the Millers. Millers! I mean, I've got to say, if you want a funny film, oh my God, we are the that Millers. That's better than a good poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want a funny film, We Are the Millers is non stop funny from start to finish. Um, and he's in that. And there's a very brutal scene in it where he, his testicles get bitten by a spider. It's really funny, isn't oh, it? It's so good. Anyway. Let's say if we are the Millers. We should do a comedy movie special one day where we just talk about all our favourite funny films. Um, um, why don't we do that so next week? Yeah, great, because we, we wanted to talk about the other guys as well. And yeah, save it. I'm going to save Let's it. Save it. Okay, great. So that's me done for that bit. Um, but please go and watch it and give it a whirl. Well, that was epic. Yes. Once I got going that was, there. That was, that was amazing. Um, I've looked up Burton's uh, crisps. I was convinced that there was... Uh, a new range of Burton's crisps, and no joy. I couldn't find anywhere, any anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of gubbins online about Burton's puffs. They're they're missed. They're sorely missed. Oh, they I, really. I missed. see. I see a hole in the market. They need I, to be because we all need a bit of nostalgia. Uh, you know, absolutely. when you look at something, you think, "Oh God, I really remember that from when I was a kid." I'm always frustrated um, when people say, I don't really like nostalgic things, you know, like, mm, I always think, what do you not like about nostalgia exactly? Mm, like, it's really nice looking back and seeing that things were mm, fun and life was quite interesting. And all mm, totally. Nostalgia. Um, um, I want to talk about something, but I'm, obviously I'm very nervous about talking about it because when I sort of broached this issue with you mm -hmm. um, earlier on this week, you went, oh, I don't like the way they advertise. And I was oh, yeah. like, save it, yeah. save it. So um, my brother-in-law in Australia, Jack, is married to my sister and she lives, uh, they live in Sydney. Um, and I had a FaceTime with them the other day and they were saying about how they, um, they were asking me about Sensate and, you know, would I recommend it and what did I think? And then Jack said, um, I've got some things to recommend to you. So I was like, oh, far away. And he told me about Blinkist. And I had never heard of it before. But when he told me the idea, I thought this is an absolute no-brainer. So I went on to Blinkist.com and um, I had a look at uh, what they are all about. And basically what they do is they do a 15-minute precy of a book. And you can listen to it via audiobooks or you can read it um, online. And you will then know it's a bit like when 
Keanu Reeves does um, Kung Fu in the Matrix and he goes in and they download Kung Fu and he wakes up and he goes, I know Kung Fu. Okay. That's what it's like. Now, for somebody like me who um, wasted uh, quite a lot of my school life taking drugs and not listening to anything except for it didn't work out that well. Mm -hmm. um, and it didn't work out that well for my education. Okay. Um, that's for sure. I didn't read enough when I was younger either. I never got the joys of reading and I still don't read enough now. The way that I consume um, mm -hmm. books is via um, audiobooks, which I still think audible. Um, there is a lot of scope for improving. improving that app. Anyway, what they do, Blinkist, is they give you a category. So you've got all different types of category, but obviously I would say um, fiction is not a category that you want to use Blinkist for. Um, unless it is, say, a Shakespeare play, because there are so many Shakespeare plays. I've read at school, The Merchant of Venice, um, and I think one other, I can't even remember, but I don't, I mean, I'm going to whisper this, but I, I don't know the full story of Macbeth. No. I don't, I don't, I don't really know it. I only and know if what, I could what get, Blackadder said about it. Right, well, you've learned via Blackadder, but I didn't watch Blackadder and haven't learned from that. I need, I feel like an imbecile. I need, I should know this stuff. I don't want to go back and read all of Shakespeare's work. Yes, work yeah. I don't have the time. I would love to, uh -huh. actually, but I, I don't have the time. I would like to go and see more plays. I will do that in the future. But, and so this kind of thing, the Blinkist, would be phenomenal for something like that, where mm. you can go and praise I was thinking earlier, do you remember when we went to the opera and we were hilarious because both of us were like, we don't even know if we like the opera. We're really nervous. Neither of us, you know, I'd been to one, mm. you hadn't been to any. We were like, oh God, is this going to be sort of so highbrow and ridiculous? You know, we could have gone and, I mean, as it was, I did look it up online to get a rough idea of the story. Yes. I think you did as well, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did a bit yeah. of research. Yeah, yeah. So, so, we, so we kind of knew what was happening, but Blinkist would be great for that. You could learn, you know, mm -hmm. La Traviata or La Boheme. You could go and find out. You can learn someone's biography or memoir mm -hmm. in 15 minutes. Um, sex and relationships. You know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, get a quick, like, 15-minute bit of help there or psychology, communication skills. Because often with these books, somebody comes up with a fantastic idea. I mean, I'm wanging on about five love languages all the time. I think that's a, that's a great idea for a book. But actually, the premise is quite simple. And if you could just get that premise in a nutshell. And yeah. you can always go back, if you've loved the 15-minute yes. snapshot oh, yeah. of a you book, go back you book. can always go back and read it. Mm. The only thing that I would say um, Blinkist has got going and you've heard of it before, right? Yeah, for sure. It's all over my algorithm. Yeah, it's always popular. So because it's never been on my algorithm, but the only thing it's got going against it is it's really expensive. Is and it? when we've 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 discussed this a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, that um, it's yeah. there are so many direct debits in our lives and subscriptions that yeah, I don't know what really you, yeah, you don't know what you're paying for. And the problem with Blinkist, I think is that once you get on the website and once you've paid, so I paid for a year's subscription because I do think it's an amazing offering. 
and a year subscription is fifty nine ninety nine. Right. Um, um, and I will definitely access a few books on that a month. And I do pay to listen to books on Audible. It's like buying books. So I guess mm -hmm. if you think I could be going into a bookstore and buying something and then not reading it and it's sitting on my bedside table, at least here I'm absorbing something. Uh, absolutely. I think that's probably um, But they do make it very difficult to find the pricing and find once they've got you hooked into this subscription thing, I think they should make it very easy for you to hook out again. And um, how much is it? So fifty nine ninety nine a month. So that I mean a year. So that is a five a month. I know. Yeah. I okay. Thinking. Yeah. Ooh. So it's about a five a month. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's not too bad, is it? No, I don't think so. And I think when you think about listen, all these categories, there's going to be something for everybody. Entrepreneurship, science. I mean, we love the science. Mm. You know, but you're, if you think about all the different books, like I would love to do a Blinkist on quantum physics. Uh, yes, that would you know, be because to do. Or, or that Robert it's like Clooney an idiot's, yeah, it's like an know. idiot's guide to yes. whatever it is. Or if we are discussing a book that we have painstakingly read, you could then go on to Blinkist and go, oh, that sounds quite interesting. I just fancy listening to a quick 15 minutes of it. Mm. Economics, corporate culture, money and investments, sex and relationships, parenting, Nature and environment, education, politics, health and nutrition, history. And I mean, it goes on and on and on. Who's reading these books? Um, I don't know. I haven't actually logged on and listened okay. to anybody because I literally only joined yesterday. Uh, okay, great. Um, I wonder if they've hired individual people to, to, to do yes, you the, would hope the abridged version. That yeah. it's not just the same person. Um, somebody a bit. Let me have a look at money and investments and see i mean it wouldn't be actors or anybody would you it wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought so no so okay hang on let me have a look at well, let's look at sex and relationships because that's always really interesting so we've got um love sense by sue johnson um get oh. out of your and it's got 15 minute read 12 minute read add to library um so the moral animal by robert wright has had 23.8 k reads Eight Dates by John Gottman, um, 35.2 thousand okay. reads. Women Who Love Too Much, that was a really famous one mm -hmm. um, by Robin Norwood. Um, Loving Your Spouse When You Feel Like Walking Away, um, that's by Gary Chapman, 27.4K reads. How oh, okay. to Love, I just think it's fascinating, this Great. idea of just being able to absorb information in 15 minutes when we're all so and busy yes i know i know because it, it and the other thing is once you've read the first third of a book and you think you know i get the general idea here that's what i mean um uh, do i really need to read the rest of it but it would be uh, and then you don't read the rest of it because you think you've got the general the general gist but there, there obviously is more information in the book so perhaps that mm. would be a great thing the only problem i had with it is, is when it was marketed to me it was always marketed as it says did you know that ceos read 60 books a year i just think which CEOs are reading 60 books a year exactly? I don't know anybody who reads 60 books a year unless you were a writer or an editor for a bloody publishing house. And if you're a CEO reading 60 books a year, who the hell's running the company? One's yeah. called Biff and Chip. The other one's <laughs> yeah, called yeah. Biff and Chip and... <laughs> find John and Peter find the ball. Like, out of it. So I just felt like... I just felt like I was being lied to immediately from that. Yes. And I just felt like, don't give me all that bullshit. And you're also implying that somehow I want to be a CEO, so I've got to do all of this. It's like, mm. I don't know. I don't even know that many people that want to be a CEO. You know, and I just thought, no, this is marketed all wrong. But I didn't think the product was bad. I was just irritated by the way they kept trying mm. to sell it to me. Like, I mean, um, that is a really big thing, the way that you market a product. And if you annoy your clientele, your customer... Yeah before they've even pressed purchase, then they're not going to press purchase and well, you've lost a sale. That's very stupid. That's the main reason I thought, I don't believe you. I don't believe what you're telling me. So I'm okay. definitely not going to go any, anywhere near your product. Having said that, but, um, I really like to, want to join. About <laughs> it and I, I would quite like to have a little listen to those. Uh, but you know, I, I'm going to review it for you Please do, over the next few days. I'm going to listen to some stuff on my dog walk and well, I will let you know. If, I'll tell you what I would like you to listen to, if you could listen to something, because this is a book I've read a lot, which is Jordan Peterson's The 12 Rules for Life. It must be in, in this Blinkist thing. 
that would be very hard to proceed in 15 minutes. But it's the kind of thing that would be on there, I would have thought, because it's not it is. a novel, it's not a work of fiction, it's not a beginning, middle and end, it's information. So it, I, I would have thought, depending on how good they do a job of that book. Um, so that, some are 15, 15 minutes, 19 minutes, 12 minutes. Yeah. It's very interesting. Okay. But if you would have and a the other to that, thing that, that, was what, that, was that I think is, is, is good, and I was talking to my middle child the other day about this, mm. that informing yourself with little bits of interesting information, which is something that you are very good at and you've yeah. taught me to do, yeah. is just a great conversation starter when you meet people. I so mean, if you have to go somewhere and you've got to be social and you're at a dinner party or... Uh, if you're at all shy in any way or at all awkward or socially, you feel like you're socially inept or, I mean, I've always had um, a really big problem with feeling stupid. I mm -hmm. feel, I don't feel clever. And when I'm around very, very smart people, I literally just clam up and feel like I have nothing to say and no opinion on anything. But the way that you get an opinion on something, and we talked about the Week magazine before. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but, brilliant. You know, it? yeah, so good. Something called like, something like the Blinkist is perfect for those kind of situations. You mm. can absorb um, three or four. You look for those really big titles that everybody will have read. Yeah. And you will have something to say about something. And it's not like you are cramming for a dinner party but it does give you a sort of confidence to think, well, I have informed myself and I have got an opinion and I've got something to say, which then makes you feel a bit more confident about going because... I totally agree. I, I remember meeting can... this guy once and he said, always, always read a newspaper every day and you'll always have some, something to talk, talk about. And it's mm. the same with the news. I get up in the morning and I always have a flip through the BBC News app. Um, just because if I speak to you or I speak to Andy or somebody else, I can say, oh, did you see that thing today? And, yeah. And you've always got something to talk about and you learn lots of bits and pieces, but I couldn't agree more with what you just said. It's like, it's, it's my thing entirely. It's little nuggets of information that spark conversation means you're mm. never going to be lonely. Mm. So um, I, I, it, that sounds it's great. It's quite fun. Like in 15 minutes, even if you don't great. like a book, you mm. can say, I just didn't agree with anything that this book said or stood for. Mm. And you know, that's also good for, for forming opinions for yourself. And the other thing I was saying to my middle child, who um, she won't mind me saying this because I have run it past her and asked her permission to talk about her dyslexia. She is um, quite dyslexic and reading for her is very difficult. So listening mm -hmm. to a 15 minute praise of a book for her would be quite enjoyable because she would be learning the language, she'd be learning new vocabulary, she would still be absorbing information, but it wouldn't be a frightening, weighty tome for her yeah. to try and get through, um, which she really struggles with. So something like this app for someone like her as well is mm -hmm. a godsend. Um, I, I, might, I might give it a whirl. You know what I'm trying I mean, to... They, are do, they do do a month. I think it's like 13 quid for a month. Oh, did um, they do, you know, do yeah. like a 30 day free period? That seems like the standard. I think they might do a seven days. day free period, but then oh, they well, just that would be stop. all right. I could do seven and then see whether yeah. it's any good or not. Um, well, let's both try it this week and we can sound, discuss um, books yeah. with each other. Let's see out of all, the whole library if we choose any of the same books. Handbags? Would you like to talk handbags? Uh, we, we, uh, not recently, we put it out to the people if they wanted DIY or handbags. Mm. And there was a movement mm. for, for DIY. So we talked about the tacker, the, the, the picture thing. But God, since then, we, great... we, we've had lots of messages saying, no, 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 handbags. So, Well, what was interesting and mm. why I thought we might talk about handbags today was because Born Without Trace, which is an offshoot of Long Lost Family, yes. was on on the 1st and 2nd of June. And I know you, were, you weren't able to watch it on those nights, but I really, I cannot recommend to you, Michael Douglas. Yes, okay, my, okay. <laughs> to watch this show, Born Without Trace. It is the most, especially at times like this, moving piece of television I have ever been involved with. 
I was found in a wooden corned beef box. I was discovered on the front seat of the car. I was left in a phone box. This little bit of saliva is going to be my identity. But I hope. Have you ever known of anything like this before? Never. We did get a match. She is also a foundling. Oh, my word. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, when you talk about it, uh, I can see how much you're moved by the things you you get exposed to, I guess, in it. And and you get this kind of privileged access to these very unique stories. I can, I, I can see that. So I will definitely enter it. Please, I mean, please. Thing is, I please. cry get, at virtually anything. So but, and get your, get your boys to watch it. Yeah, because okay. Because it's also what's lovely about um, these long-lost family shoots and offshoots are mm-hmm. that it isn't just about finding a member of the family. It's about history. What was happening at the time? Yeah, of course. What was the UK yeah. like? What was Ireland like? Why would somebody have left their child? I mean, abandoned. We don't like using the word abandoned. We have to sometimes because we've used the other yes. um, explanations uh, in, a, in a scene before. But nobody abandons their child just willingly. Nobody would just walk away from their child in a, in a way like that. Anyway, in a very shallow way, how this leads back to bags. <laughs> is that a few people sent me a message saying, oh, where did you get that bag that you were wearing um, with the blue and red strap um, mm-hmm. that was going across your body? Anyway, this takes me on to the bags. So my daughter, Holly, goes to school with this girl, Millie. Millie's one of her greatest friends. And I saw Millie wearing what I thought was a Gucci handbag. I'm not a handbag aficionado. I've got maybe three expensive handbags and at 52 that's not bad going but the rest of my handbags are sort of cheapy you know not not that expensive i handbags nowadays are the expensive ones we're talking two thousand pounds michael for a handbag and that is not unusual in gucci prada all of those ones it's disgusting. It is disgusting. It has got to the point now where yeah. you just think, I, well, I can't do it. I can't do it. I mean, I do look at handbags and I, I covet sometimes, yeah. but I just, I could, sometimes I'll look at a bag and I think that's a beautiful bag, but I'm not paying that kind of money for a bag. So I looked at, I looked at Millie's bag. I was like, oh my God, you've got a Gucci bag. She went, no, it's not Gucci. And I looked at it. And I suddenly realized it's not a fake Gucci. It's not a Fucci. It's um, something different altogether, but it's made out of a very good quality leather. It's the same shape and size. It was a small sort of rectangular style box bag that was an over the shoulder bag. You will know it from Long Lost Family because I only wear these bags on Long Lost Family. I swap over the straps and I'll explain all of that to you in a minute. The inside... Is it is it rep, is it kind of a replica of a Gucci bag? Because I've seen no. Well, Gucci basically, sign on there it. is normally there is normally a G. Yes, um, okay. on the side of the bag, it isn't. It isn't an exact replica, so they're not trying no. to fake a Gucci bag. I don't mean it's a fake. Um, and yeah. they have made it their own, but it does. It's the same quality leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same. Um, shape as a Gucci bag and size as a Gucci bag. They do do two different sizes. They do this smaller size, which I like because I can get everything I need in there. I hate a big handbag and they do a slightly bigger one, um, which you could uh, get a bit more stuff in if you needed. The thing I love about this, it's lined. They're all lined in the same material. So they've got a kind of identity to them. Each bag comes in, they come in a thousand different colors. This business was started by two ladies called Megan B. That's the name of their brand, Megan B. They started it in their kitchen uh-huh. and they found a bag which they thought was amazing and they just started making lots of them in different colors. And they come with a matching strap, which is thin yeah. and it's leather and it matches the bag, the color of the bag. So it comes like that anyway. And that bag with the matching strap, and You've seen me wear these bags before. They're very good quality. They They're look amazing. expensive. They look fantastic, yeah. It's £100 for the bag and the strap. That is more so like it, right? The, the thing that I love about this brand is they then have this section online where it just says straps. 
And the straps that you can get are ridiculous. They are amazing. So I have got, so I started off, I say started off because I started off with three. I've now turned into the Imelda Marcos of bags. Yeah. Um, I now have six. Um, and I have to say that Megan B did gift me because I've worn them everywhere. Uh, they, after I'd bought my first three in loads of straps, they then gifted me um, three bags. So I've got to say thank you to Megan B. So I'm, but I'm not doing this because of that. Um, I'm doing this because it's amazing. So I bought, say, for example, a bright yellow lemon yellow bag, and it comes with the little lemon yellow strap. Ah, nice, yeah. Um, but I then bought the rainbow strap, which has also got stars on it, and it's made out of a sort of really nice, what would this be, nylon? A sort of nylon yeah, it's like strap. like a canvasy, I guess, isn't it? Canvasy sort of nylon strap. Like it's a thicker. Yeah. Yes, like, exactly like a seatbelt. Thicker much thicker than the strap that comes with the bag. It's more of a statement piece. This is a rainbow strap, so I can wear it with my yellow yeah, bag. Okay. Or you could wear it with the gold bag. I've also got the gold bag for when I go out to discos. Yeah. Um, then I've also got the gold bag, which I then bought a strap which is black, gold, and green. And that goes with my gold bag, my green bag, or my black bag. <laughs> then... I've, do you know what I mean? It just goes on and on. I've got yeah. a black and gold bag, um, strap. The black and gold strap goes with the gold bag or the black bag, or it looks really nice with the yellow bag. And then I bought a blue bag. and I've got blue and red strap, blue, gold, and orange strap, and the gold strap in the blue, gold, and orange also goes with the gold. So when you think about it, the possibilities are Michael. endless, right? The endless possibilities of bags. It's I mean, it is amazing when I've seen endless. this collection of bags you've got. It looks like 30 grams with the bags but it's not right that's the beauty well i mean this is this is ridiculous i'm a bit excessive because yeah. i i have got six you don't have to have six yeah so but, how much are the straps so the straps are 25 quid um and what's quite nice is once you've bought a bag then when you get a strap you know somebody can buy you a strap so 25 pounds um they've got a new um strap out called disco day um, it's 25 quid. Now, I would love that for my wow. birthday. Okay. So, wow. It, did you, sorry, did you, did you hear that, listeners? Uh, that oh, was, there, was, I, <laughs> there was a bomb of a hint dropped there, like an atomic hint, as I've called them. Um, let me just jot this down. No, uh, but can I say something? Yeah. Not from you, because I have never received such thoughtful, unexpected okay gifts as i've received yeah. from you i'm pretty good at uh, all that you know you a lot of you are yeah amazing what is the strap called that you'd really like though just so i can make a note of it um the strap that i really like was the disco hang on what was it called again um disco night disco night okay well let's um because it's because it's glittery <laughs> Let's just see what happens. <laughs> okay. So um, all the disco lights can bounce off it. Um, but the reason why I like these girls is because, you know, it's two mums starting off in a kitchen yeah. um, with no idea what they're doing. They've built up their business by going around to local village fairs and they do an amazing Instagram page. What's which makes you want to buy bags. Melon B. I think Meg, it's B. called Meg and B. Meg underscore B underscore London. That's the Instagram page. Yeah, but the Instagram page is something to behold. I mean, there is literally something for everyone. I mean, I cover right. almost every, and that's a clever business. You know, I've already I got. Know, I know, like I love. I've already got like so many bags, but I want more. I want to open a shop that just sells jumpers, nothing else, not socks yes. or trousers or anything like that, just yes. merino wool jumpers, v-necks, crewnecks, turtlenecks, in every colour, that's all, doesn't do anything good but idea. that, in every size, I know. That's such a good idea. It should happen already, right? It should be, it should be a thing. Shh. Okay. I'm not going to do it, but I want somebody to oh. do it. I'll go and shop okay. there. I don't want to mm. necessarily be that person, but... But this is, this is the equivalent of that, right? This is a bag. It is. It's in every colour, every strap, all the stuff. You know, like, what's not to love? Especially um, at a good price, you know. 
it's at a really good price. And I love the fact that, you know, they do all the design in the UK. They're made in Spain. Um, oh, good, right, yeah. And they're just a very good quality bag. So well done, ladies. Well, um, the, on the end of with your business. If you're on the Entail app now, you'll see lots of pictures of these bags, no doubt. And yeah, I'll take loads. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do all the options. Yes, gonna you're going to do like, uh, oh, all yeah. the, uh, the various connections you can make. Yeah, yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I like that. <laughs> so um, make sure you listen on the Entail app because you'll get access uh, to more information and links and stuff to, um, to bring you slightly closer to, uh, to all the things we're talking about. Um, we should probably wrap it up there, right? I think we've probably done an hour. I was yeah. going to talk uh, Sonos, but it's a big, it's a big discussion, Sonos, and there's a lot to talk about, really. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to park that for next time. On the live podcast today, I did mention mm. briefly about this uh, Winifred Atwell documentary that I made. Oh yes. So I just want to mention that again, really, that Lulu McGuinness had posted something really brilliant on her Instagram page that sent me into a kind of wormhole about things that I'd done before um, that, that I felt kind of related to the thing she posted. She posted um, an actress who was the very first uh, black woman to win an Oscar. Um, that speech is amazing. It's worth going to Lulu's page to just have a look at that speech. It's fantastic, isn't it? I'll, uh, let me just yeah. get the name and everything and then I'll, I'll make sure. I'm so it's sure. Lulu McGuinness, which is M-C-G-U-I-N-E-S-S. And the lady in um, question is called Hattie McDaniel. And uh, she was alive from 1893 to 1952. And she, um, she was best known for her role as Mammy in Gone with the Wind in 1939. Uh, and she won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. But Lulu had posted her acceptance speech, which is just so unbearably brilliant. It's so um, good. Tragically, uh, the, the Oscars were held in a hotel uh, that didn't allow black people in there. But they made an exception on this one occasion, which had to be sat separated and segregated from the rest of the award ceremony which is just unbearable really isn't it um, this is a, this is this is history that we need to learn yes well what, what was great this is about history the post, that our kids our kids need to know yeah what was great about the post a few people commented a few different things so then you learned a bit more about mm. it and just she reminded me of winifred atwell who was a very famous mm. pianist uh, who became hugely popular and had the very first uh, female black number one single in britain and america and Australia, um, mm. and she was hugely popular. She was she was part of the opening ceremony of the London Olympic Games back in the I was the thirties and forties. But mm. I was involved in making a documentary about her because she opened the very first black hair salon in Britain, and it was Which in is amazing. Yeah, right? It is amazing. Yeah, totally amazing. And then you know, I'd, um, we, there was interviews with various people who'd worked with her and stuff like that, and everyone just said she was. She sounds fantastic. Well, uh, what I'd woman. like to do if on the Entail app now is, is click this link because I went to just Google her on YouTube to see if I could find some some footage of her playing and the short documentary that I made is actually on there. So um, I'll post a link to that. Did you say the guy had watermarked it as yes, his own? as his own documentary. I think you need to... Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to contact him about that. See. Contact him about that. If you're going to... I mean, don't watermark it, at least. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but I made it with BBC Northern Ireland of my... Uh, friend Paul Connolly and um, it was fascinating and we interviewed Errol Douglas who's a very famous black hairdresser and then um, we interviewed a very famous historian that knew a lot about uh, Winifred Atwell and her life but um, it, it's brilliant you... But if, you, if you just go onto a Wikipedia page and just read the blurb at the beginning just to get a sense of who she was who she and, was and mm. what she achieved because can, g given the time of when that happened it's mm. virtually unbelievable incredible sort of as well did you see the um recommendation that lulu gave you on her page after that that there's a mini series on netflix called self-made i did yes um i haven't like consciously acknowledged it but because uh, what i like is that it's about the first african-american woman to start a hair product empire <laughs> yeah, yeah. wow yeah. yeah it's amazing um hey this has been great well, it's been really, really nice. Well, um, I've got a feeling that at some point soon, Michael Douglas, yeah. um, we should try and record a podcast together. Yeah. Are we allowed? Are we allowed to mix? What's the deal? 
um we're allowed to be two meters apart okay. um, but it's just unnecessary travel and stuff like that so we may have to just uh, okay yeah, yeah wait a tiny bit okay. and see yeah thanks for listening folks we haven't done any shout outs should we do a quick shout out quick shout out quick shout out it seems unreasonable for us not to do that this is from katie goblin goblin there's no l and it's katie with a c katie c-a-t-i-e g-o-b-i-n um, she said, love the podcast. Just finished watching the TV series, Little Fires. I've heard great things about Little Fires. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Oh, um, it was fab. It's on Amazon. I think you guys would love it. Give it a look. Keep oh. up the great work. Thanks very much. Um, okay, I've written that down. Katie Gobbin. Um, and then what have we got? Just been listening to last Friday's podcast and wanted to say I have an anti-hair wrap shark hoover and it's brilliant. I had a Dyson <gasps> pet before and it's constantly cutting my daughter's hair from the rollers. Davina, you should get a shark next time from Melanie Hambridge. Hambridge. Oh my God, I'm really <laughs> excited about that. With everybody's name, I'm putting in an extra letter for some strange reason. Um, so, uh, Gemma Harvey, I have a shark. It is brilliant. Oh, Light wow. folds to store. It has a clever bending feature to clean under the sofa. Best of all, with no lead and the kids don't mind hoovering. Oh, wow. This might, this might be my leather jacket. Sit tight. Sit stop. Tight. Stop. Okay, I'm sitting tight. Oh, my God. So, um, just if you're listening and you're wondering what on earth has just happened, um, Michael, today on the live podcast, did a modeling um, job for us, and he was waiting for a leather jacket. And this is... This is... Not the leather jacket. God oh. damn it. I know. All the stress and all the rest of it. God, it's a nightmare. Sorry. Anyway. Um, Everyone's so loving shark hoovers. Everybody's loving shark hoovers. I put my recycling out last night and next door, uh, there's an empty box for a shark hoover. My neighbours have no. bought a shark hoover. Like everyone's gone mad. Do you think they listen mad. to the podcast? No, I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one other thing which you can relate to, and while yes. I'm at it, Method cleaning products. and lavender. Oh, I'm obsessed with Method. We, we're already on the Method game, aren't we? Um, I'm on the Method game. And do you know my favorite Method product is the Citrus um, Grapefruit Kitchen Cleaner. The smell, oh, do you know yes. what? You, Michael, I'm allowed to say this, I think, is bringing out prototype product. Yes, I'm bringing out product, a prototype, yes. I'm um, so he's, he's, try, he's building a product. And he's done a prototype, and the nicest thing about his prototype, well, it isn't just the fact that it does what it says it's supposed to do, is the smell of it. God, it smells amazing, isn't it? Oh, well, this method cleaning product is in the family of your smell. Yes. Okay, great. Well, I could do mm. with a whiff of that. Mm. Um, we've got one. I'll do this one last one from Sophie Grimshaw. It's quite a long one, but she's in Perth, mm. Western Australia. It's always nice to give a shout. Yes, out it so really far, is. It, right? Thank you for getting me through these past few months in Perth, Western Australia. We've been very lucky over here compared to other regions. A few of my highlights. I now own reusable cotton pads to take off my makeup. Yes. Yes. I listen to normal people on Audible uh, in five days. My very first audio book. It takes me months to read a book normally. I've started listening yes. to Modern Love, the podcast. Well done. That's oh, great. Really nice. In between the tears, because it is a heartbreaker, that. I've gone back to season 13 of Grey's Anatomy after not watching oh. Australia 6.5 years ago. Um, yeah. Oh, Megan Rossi is amazing. And last weekend, I had yeah. to drive home on my own for three hours just after I had the call from my mum. My dear, beloved grandma had gone to sleep at the age of 95. Your podcast got me home in one piece. It's hard being in Australia. Mum in France and grandma England. So thank you very much. Best regards, Sophie. P.S. Tunnel 29 is a great podcast about the Berlin Wall. Oh, I'd love that. Um, oh, we're, we're delighted, Sophie. Tunnel that, uh, what? Been, uh, tunnel 29. 29. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we're delighted. Well, Sophie, we're very sorry about that, and we're glad we got you through. Yeah. Mm. Um, can I just, uh, there's one other thing I want to tell you about. So I don't think you've read this letter. Uh, this is from Katie Watton. It said, absolutely love your podcast. I've been listening for the whole lockdown. I love the way you chat to each other. Just wondered if you would ever watch Station 19. Ever since Station 19? Yeah, but why have I heard of it? Okay, because it's a Grey's Anatomy spin-off by Shona <gasps> Rhimes. Shonda. Shonda, sorry. Shonda Rhimes. Uh, like Grey's, but with fire. I love it. The characters and the story lines oh. cross... I wait. The characters and the storylines cross over between the two shows. 
great characters and storylines. Yes, because... So easy to watch. Anyway, there you go. Bailey's husband, Bailey's ex-husband was a firefighter. firefighter. Well, there you go. Yeah. This is from Katie Watton. Uh, So thanks, Katie, very much for that. Oh, Katie, that is amazing. I've never heard of that. And I'm immediately going to look that up. I can't believe it. Great, isn't it, what we get from the old, uh, from the listeners? That's so good. Well, I've done, (laughs) at the end of my list of things that are on the podcast, I've written down listener recommendations. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, so that people can also get um, some of those as well. And you'll take a picture of this and send it to me, right? I'll take a picture yes. and I'll send it to you. Great. Have a wonderful Friday, everybody, or, or whenever you're listening to this, when it comes out. <laughs> and um, we'll speak to you next week or very soon. And thanks for all of your recommendations. We really love hearing from you. See you next week. 